Welcome back to another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. I'm honestly thrilled to be talking about today's topic because it's relatively simple but incredibly profound. To summarize from the get-go, everything I needed to know from my college finance class came to me the last day of school in the form of two very specific things my finance professor said. All semester, we learned about how to read company financial reports, how to pick quote-unquote good investments, and how to calculate return on investment. And the truth is, None of that matters as much as what we're going to talk about today. And honestly, some of those things for me haven't mattered at all. Seriously, zip, zilch, nada. But what has mattered the absolute most is what we'll discuss in this very episode. So without further ado, I cannot wait to share with you the two things my finance teacher said that changed my life forever. Hey, my name is Jessica Tolar, and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and used that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I have something I think you should check out. We talk a lot about investing on this platform, but it can be difficult to know when is the right time to start investing. How do you know if you're ready? And whether you are or you aren't, what are the specific next steps you need to actually get there? It can be overwhelming, but don't worry. I've made a five-question quiz for you to see if you're ready to start investing, plus four action items to help you get there. Check it out at jessicatoller.com slash ready to invest. Again, that's jessicatoller.com slash ready to invest. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. I remember being 20 years old and squirming in my uncomfortable desk chair on the very last day of school as I waited to be released for summer vacation when my finance teacher said something that changed my life. It was almost like what you see in the movies when everything is chaotic, but Then something happens that makes time slow way down and the camera suddenly zooms in on the main character's face. He said, if you remember nothing else from this class, remember this, which brings us to item number one. He said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. It's a line he borrowed from a quote from Albert Einstein and the entirety of the quote goes like this. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Now, if you're anything like me, you may have heard of compound interest, but you may not fully understand it. I was the same way, which is why I specifically remember this, because despite having spent an entire semester in a finance class, I still felt like I didn't fully understand what compound interest was. So essentially, compound interest is interest generated on interest. And I realize that may not be super helpful, so let's walk through a simple example to illustrate its importance. Let's say you invest $100 into the stock market. 
Historically, since its inception, the stock market has returned an average of 10%. So let's say performance is average. That means that after a year, you'll have $110. The way I calculated this is because 10% of 100 is 10. So if you add 10 to 100, you get $110. Now let's say you leave your money in the market and again, the market performs at 10%. Remember, Year number two, you're starting out with $110. So after this next year, you'll have a total of $121. The way I calculated this is because 10% of 110 is 11. So if you add 11 to 110, you get $121. The most important thing to notice here is that assuming nothing has changed between the two years, in year number one, you received $10 of interest. But in year number two, you received $11 of interest. The reason you received more interest in year number two is because of compound interest, okay? You received interest on the interest you generated back in year number one. Another way to think about what you got back in year number two is like this. You received 10% interest on your original $100, which is $10, and then you received 10% interest on the $10 of interest that you generated in the first year, which is $1. So $10 of interest on your original money plus a dollar of interest on the interest you had from year number one equals $11 generated in year number two. This is a very simple example, but it demonstrates how compound interest works. As time goes on, and you generate more and more interest, the higher the new interest generated each year will be. If you're still a little confused, don't worry. We'll be spending most of our time today on item number two, and after doing so, you'll have a good understanding of what compound interest is and why it matters. But before we move on, remember this quote. Seriously, burn it into your memory. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He or she who understands it earns it and he or she who doesn't pays it. Got it? Okay, let's dig into more about what that means in item number two from my finance professor. The second thing my finance teacher said to the room full of 20-year-olds on the last day of school was this. He said, if you start investing today at age 20 and stop investing at age 30 and then never invest again, you will end up with more money than if you started investing at age 30 and invested until the day you died. Intense, I know. But what he meant was, assuming normal market conditions, if you actively invested for 10 years starting right now, and by actively invested, he meant you are regularly putting money into investments. So if you started right now and then you stopped after 10 years, you would end up with more money than if you waited 10 years and then actively started investing for 50 years. Let's unpack that a bit because I realize how wild that sounds, but I finally sat down and put numbers to this and it turns out he was right. Let me walk you through two more examples to demonstrate this. Please note, similar to what we did before, for both of these examples, we are assuming average market performance of 10%. So example number one. Let's say you set up a monthly auto deposit of $1,000 to your brokerage account that is used to buy investments in the stock market. 
You set up this auto deposit when you were 20 years old and you removed it when you turned 30. After removing it, you never put another dime into the stock market. According to a compound interest calculator and assuming you didn't sell any of those investments, allowing the compound interest to work its magic, by age 80, you'd have contributed $120,000 to your investments and the value of those investments would be worth over $30 million. That's crazy, right? (laughs) Now, let's say instead you put off investing because you don't really understand it or you're scared of losing your money or you aren't sure how to begin. Whatever the reason, you don't start investing until age 30. But once you do take the leap, you set up a monthly auto deposit of $1,000 to your brokerage account that is then used to buy investments in the stock market. So same as, as example number one, except you didn't start until age 30. And different from example number one, you then keep your auto deposit from age 30 in place until you're 80 years old. According to the same compound interest calculator and assuming you didn't sell any of your investments, allowing that compound interest to work its magic, by age 80, you would have contributed $600,000 to your investments and the value of those investments would be just under $18 million. Let me reiterate. Okay, hear me loud and clear. In the first example, you are contributing $120,000 of your own money, resulting in investments over $30 million. Starkly contrasted by the second example, where you are contributing $600,000 of your own money, resulting in investments worth just under $18 million. So according to this example, by waiting to invest, you have paid over four times the cost for nearly half the value. This example is profound and it demonstrates exactly the point I believe my finance teacher was trying to make, which is time in the market is of utmost importance. Getting invested now and giving your money the time to generate compound interest as soon as humanly possible to me is one of the keys. That's why it kills me to watch people kick the proverbial can of investing down the road, always saying, oh, I'll get around to it. To me, getting invested as quickly as possible, given your specific financial circumstances, should be one of your top five priorities. And if you're already invested, then finding a way to contribute more money to those investments should be a priority. The secret here is time. And not to be cliche, but the time is now. And I don't want that to sound cutesy because I am serious. The longer you wait, the more you could lose. Now, I'd like to end this episode with a reading from the book, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, where the author addresses legendary investor Warren Buffett's success. As you'll see, most of Buffett's financial success can be tied back to the money he invested when he was very young, and that's thanks to compound interest. So let's read this together and then I'll close out. The excerpt starts here. When we're studying why something got to become as powerful as it has, why an ice age formed or why Warren Buffett is so rich, we often overlook the key drivers of success. Let's look at Buffett. Currently at age 90, he has a net worth of more than $81 billion dollars. A large portion of that, however, was accumulated after his 50th birthday. 
and 70 billion of the 81 billion came after he qualified for social security benefits in his mid 60s. That said, those who attach all of Buffett's success to investing skill miss an important point. The real key to his success is that he has been a skilled investor for three quarters of a century. Had he started investing in his 30s and retired in his 60s, few people would have ever heard from him. But Buffett began seriously investing when he was only 10 years old, and by the time he was 30, he had a net worth of $1 million, or $9.3 million adjusted for inflation in today's dollars. But what if he was a normal person, spending his teens and 20s exploring the world and finding his passion, and by age 30, his net worth was, say, $25,000? And let's say he still went on to earn the extraordinary annual investment returns he's been able to generate, which is 22% annually, and you can see how that compares back to normal market performance of 10%. So let's say he went on to generate that 22%, but quit investing and retired at 60 to play golf and spend more time with his grandchildren. What would a rough estimate of his net worth be today in that scenario? Not 81 billion, 11.9 million, which is 99.9% less than his actual net worth. Effectively, all of Buffett's financial success can be tied to the financial base he built in his pubescent years and the longevity he maintained in his geriatric years. In other words, All of his financial success effectively can be tied back to the base he built when he was younger and the longevity he maintained when he became older. That's how compounding works. Think of this another way. Buffett is the richest investor of all time, but he is not actually the greatest, at least not when measured by average annual returns. Jim Simons, founder of the hedge fund Renaissance Technologies, has compounded money at 66% annually since 1988. No one comes close to this record. As we just saw, Warren Buffett has compounded at roughly 22% annually, which is a third as much. Simon's net worth, as I'm reading this, and as Morgan Housel wrote this, was about $23 billion, meaning he is 72% less rich than Warren Buffett. Why the difference if Simons is such a better investor? Well, it's because Simons did not find his investment stride until he was 50 years old. He's had less than half as many years to compound as Buffett. Had Simons earned his 66% annual returns for the 70-year span Buffett has built his wealth, he'd be worth, please hold your breath because this is an insane number, he would be worth 63 quintillion... 900 quadrillion, 781 trillion, 780 billion, 748 million, 160,000 dollars. <laughs> I literally had to look up how to say that number for this episode because that's insane. But here is the big picture. According to Morgan Housel, the author of The Psychology of Money, there's an unmistakable driver to Warren Buffett's wealth that is technically accessible to everyone and that is time. Buffett started investing at age 10. When will you begin? If you're feeling discouraged about not having started investing yet or not investing as much as you think you could or should, or even just not investing in the best way you think you could learn how to, don't be. As the Chinese proverb says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. 
Look, you can't go back in time. None of us can. But you can make this a priority in your life right now. And learning how to invest with confidence isn't something that will happen overnight. But you know what can? A single action. One step in the right direction. And before you know it, after daily actions toward this goal, you'll build something for yourself that you may not have thought was ever possible. But the important thing to remember is you need to start taking action and you need to do it now. If you've been wanting to learn how to invest with confidence, but you've been feeling stuck on how to move forward, I have something that can help. It's a five question quiz called, are you ready to invest? And whether your results come back as yes, you're good to go, or no, you're not quite there yet. I provide four specific next steps for both scenarios that will help you take that action and actually get you moving in the right direction toward your goal. You can find the quiz in the show notes from today's episode at jessicatoller.com slash zero two seven. I hope you leave this episode not feeling discouraged, but feeling hopeful for what is possible in the future and inspired to take action. This is something that is entirely within your control and no one else can do it for you. It is time to do the work and to figure it out. I promise you it'll be worth it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Goodbye July podcast. And until next time, work less, live more, and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatoller.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would, share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.